What's going on guys? Sam Adams here and welcome to a brand new episode of Cabinet Today for February the 19th of 2019. My name is in fact Samuel Adams and welcome to today's show. In fact, I'm just going to take these off because now I've EQ'd the audio and we're good to go. Now, before we jump into today's show, you may notice that I'm not wearing my suit tie whatever you want to call it, that I normally wear on a day-to-day -day basis. In fact, I literally just got home about five minutes ago. I was running a bit late, so I figured that it would be better just to cut off the other stuff out of the way and jump right into the news. Now, with that being said, for those that are brand new to the show, this is a daily gaming news podcast where I bring you the hottest gaming news from around the industry, and I wrap it up in one tight, neat little podcast for you to enjoy on a daily basis, Monday through Friday, around 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, today's main headline story is actually a follow-up from a story that we talked about yesterday in which an absolutely abysmal Fortnite festival uh, has taken place in Norwich, and in fact, the creators are now being punished, and if I had to guess, I would say this is probably going to be the end of this event company. More so, I'm shocked that it was actually organized by an event company, which is not exactly what I expected from something of such a low caliber and a low quality. But again, I suppose that's why the company is now having to go through the hoops, so to speak. Uh, they are being put through the ringer and other more circular metaphors. Uh, but with that being said, on top of that, we have Square Enix expecting a major game release later on this year. Could it very well be Final Fantasy VII Remake? I doubt it. Uh, moving on to the next story of the day, we have PUBG Mobile Cross Resident Evil 2 debut Zombie Survive Till Dawn crossover event. Sounds pretty cool. On top of that, I also have two deals for you today, including free Rainbow Six Siege access when you buy 12 months of PlayStation Plus, and of course, Apex Legends loot available via Twitch Prime. And I've got a little bonus story for you as well if you want to stick around till the end. It could have something to do with a happy little tree. I'm just saying, it's totally worth sticking around to see. Uh, but that's pretty much what you can expect from today's show. And without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right on into it. First off, Epic Games is now suing Norwich's Fortnite Live Festival. Now, there has been an update with more updated information uh, that is more recent, as you would expect. But we'll start with the original story. Fortnite maker Epic Games has begun legal proceedings against the organizers of Norwich's calamitous Fortnite Live Festival. East Anglia's first Fortnite Fest made international headlines over the weekend for being a total balls up. Ticket prices were too high, the attractions were terrible, and families who did pay were left queuing in the cold. Some refunds were issued on the day, but the event's Facebook page has now disappeared. Very little at the event was actually related to Fortnite, and absolutely none of it was officially licensed despite the widespread use of Fortnite's name, logo, and characters. In a statement issued by Eurogamer Today, or to Eurogamer Today rather, Epic said that it was now taking legal action. Quote, the quality of our player experience is incredibly important to us, whether it's inside the game or at official public events like last year's Pro Fortnite Pro-Am, an Epic Games spokesperson said. Epic Games was not in any way associated with the event that took place in Norwich, and we've issued a claim against the organizers in the High Court of London. Fortnite Live's organizer, Exciting Events, nice name, had previously pledged to bring the show back to Norwich next year despite its dismal reception. Speaking to the EDP on Sunday, organizer Sean Lord defended the event, saying, quote, this is for the kids who love the game of Fortnite. 
I would love it to be an annual thing. Those people who didn't get value for money on activities, we have got to make that better next year. It is highlighted to us now that we didn't have enough of that. And to go ahead and put the cherry on top, just to reiterate, this is a picture of the event itself, uh, which again, is just a sad, depressing excuse of any kind of organized event, let alone one uh, that is supposedly branded with Fortnite uh, materials. And again, I would totally understand that Epic is now taking legal action against this, but it gets even better because as of an update later on in the day, we have the follow-up. Following Epic Games' announcement that it would be pursuing legal action against the company responsible for Norwich's disastrous unofficial Fortnite event, the organizer of exciting events says it has been, quote, forced to cease all trading activities immediately. The news comes via an email sent to all customers and forwarded to Eurogamer by an aggrieved party, from Sean Lord, the head of Exciting Events Limited. In his statement, Lord insisted that the vast majority of children loved Fortnite Live Norwich and claimed that Exciting Events were still committed to hosting the two future Fortnite Live events even after all the national publicity and personal abuse and threats experienced by the directors and family of the business. However, in response to the media frenzy, Lord continued, Epic Games have now forced the shutdown of the two pre-booked Fortnite Live events with the immediate removal of all promotional communication from the public domain. These proceedings by Epic Games has had a catastrophic impact on the company's ability to trade, which has forced Exciting Events Limited to cease all trading activities immediately, and the director of Exciting Events will now seek to limit the losses to third parties as far as possible. According to Lord, the company's assets will now be turned into cash and funds will be distributed among creditors, starting with HMRC. Any remaining funds will then be split between other creditors, including those customers that secured individual agreements for a refund at Fortnite Live's event on Saturday, February the 16th, and those that received ticket cancellation emails before 10 a.m. on the Sunday. Ticket holders for planned events in Spalding and Newark now canceled will automatically be included on the creditor list. And that's pretty much where we find ourselves today. What an absolute crazy story this has turned out to be. But the point that I want to drive home here is that if you do not have express approval in advance to have Fortnite branding or any kind of branding from any company on your event, you are not going to be doing things legally in an upright way. If you are going to have some kind of event, it is much better to reach out and to organize something together instead of just having something that is independent and you assume uh, that nobody is going to call you out on what you were doing incorrectly and ultimately what you are doing wrong because this is wrong this is not morally upright now with that being said uh, I think there is definitely believe it or not a market for this kind of thing because this actually sold out again let me reiterate that uh, this is not something that was a complete and utter failure until people actually arrived at the event up until then it was a relatively successful organization and a relatively successful event overall so I think if anything is going to be learned from this going forward there are two specific lessons number one as I said uh, do not use branding of another company for your own event without their express written permission and on top of that there's apparently a market for Fortnite-related carnival games and events and whatnot. Uh, so will we actually see this become a regular occurrence? Uh, hopefully and not in this specific format, but hey, you know, as somebody who can understand why kids still play Fortnite and understand why the game is still so incredibly popular, it would be good to see this kind of event where people can get out of the house, can get off of the game, and go have fun with other kids that enjoy Fortnite. That sounds like a really cool idea. Uh, but with that being said, that is not the situation that we have here today because, in fact, uh, the company is more than likely going to go under because of this. Uh, again, uh, F in the chat for Exciting Events Limited.
Uh, but again, this event, quite frankly, did not look that exciting to begin with. So uh, maybe, you know, you, uh, wh what do they say? You made your bed, now sleep in it. Is that the correct terminology? Uh, but overall, that's pretty much what I've got you for today. Uh, now moving on to the next story of the day. Square Enix expects a major game release later on this year. Square Enix recently released their financial reports for the last quarter and took questions from investors about how the company is doing business. In one of those questions, the publisher behind games like Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Tomb Raider, and more indicated that there are some big things on the horizon. While the company refused to go into details for the upcoming 2020 financial year, Square Enix president Yosuke Matsuda asked people to look to the road to E3 later this year for more announcements. On its own, this is a fairly innocuous statement, but it is combined with the expectation of an extremely high revenue income in the third quarter, which would be around winter of this calendar year, looking like a large release for that specific period of the year. When asked about why the company expects such a huge boon in the third quarter, Matsuda wouldn't answer. Along with Square Enix's self-professed mission to try and shorten the time between announcements and releases, which may be quite relative, coming from a company that infamously will announce five to six, uh, excuse me, games five to six years before they hit store shelves, it seems like Matsuda is hoping to reveal something big this year and sell it before the end of the calendar year. Considering Kingdom Hearts 3 is already out, there are very few options as for what would cause such a surge in operating income in that specific quarter. Now, one possibility is the uh, Square Enix announced but thus far secretly veiled Avengers project. With Avengers Endgame releasing this year and no further Avengers movies announced, Square Enix likely feels a lot of pressure to get the game out in 2019. Another option is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. The original intention was to release the game in parts so as not to cut anything, but after firing the original developer contracted to work on the game, Square Enix brought development into its own studios and stated they would not be talking about it until Kingdom Hearts 3 is out. Now would be as good a time as any to show what that game is now that it's been rebooted if the first part is ready to go. In the same report, Square Enix explained that both Just Cause 4 and Shadow of the Tomb Raider's initial sales did not meet expectations, which they attribute to both games lacking novel experiences that players could connect with in a competitive landscape. It is unlikely that their big title is a game in either of those series, so what could they be planning? In my opinion, you very well could be seeing either a brand new project coming from Square Enix, which is unlikely to cause such a giant surge in the projected income for that specific quarter, but you could also be seeing the actual realization of Final Fantasy VII's remake. That could actually be coming, it could actually come out this year, uh, which would be crazy to me because that seems like a game that is so far in the future. Uh, it has become a game that has been elevated to somewhat of Death Stranding status, where it is going to be a good game when it comes out. It's going to be something that changes uh, the game when it does come out. No pun intended, if that's a pun. Uh, but overall, I just kind of expected that to be something that came out on the PlayStation 5, not something that would come out towards the end of the PlayStation 4's life cycle. But... Again, if you are expecting that level of success in a quarter that late in the year, you very well could be getting some kind of big system seller even uh, of that kind of magnitude. Now, again, one thing I do want to point out here is the statement about Just Cause 4 and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider's lack of impressive sales is not something that is blowing my mind. I didn't expect that to be a big seller. Uh, but on top of that, Just Cause 4, under my assumption, is that it did fairly well. Uh, now, of course, it was a viral sensation of the uh, marketing campaign that went on on Twitch because it was just bringing pretty much zany, insane moments to the consumer. Uh, and it was a very fun game to watch. But 
but apparently it didn't do too well outside of that specific time period. Uh, so... It's good to see them kind of attribute that to the fact that these are not novel experiences, uh, and in fact, they could have been improved upon in many ways. Uh, but that is a topic, 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 whatever you want to call it, for another day. Uh, what you do need to know is that the Final Fantasy VII Remake very well could be coming out in 2019, and at least something big is going to be coming out around the quarter three mark. So, get ready, because here it comes. Now, moving on, we have PUBG Mobile Cross Resident Evil 2 with a fantastic new event called the Zombie Survive Till Dawn crossover. Now, I'm not one that plays PUBG Mobile on a regular basis, but I do have it installed on my phone, and I have played it before, and I will say, it plays fairly well. So if you like a crossover event, this one might be for you. Resident Evil 2 meets PUBG Mobile with the Portable Battle Royale's new gameplay mode, Zombie Survive Till Dawn, available now. The new collaboration between the mobile iteration of PUBG and the survival horror hit Resident Evil 2 launched on Tuesday, featuring three days and two nights of in-game time all rolled up into one 30-minute round. A group of 60 played will encounter various zombies from the Resident Evil series, like the Liquor, G1, and Police as they work to survive from day until dusk falls. There are additional zombies created by the PUBG team as well. As the game passes over from daytime to dusk, the zombies will become more aggressive and dangerous to players. During the day, players will be able to defeat zombies at long range and farm. Dusk brings a whole different stage for zombie slaying, with less visibility and the undead becoming enraged, and Resident Evil 2 mainstays like the Tyrant and G Stage 1 will also appear at random at nighttime. Quote, we are thrilled to launch Survive Till Dawn, a new gameplay mode that offers the very best of our two game platforms, said Vincent Wang, General Manager of Global Publishing Center at Tencent. The Resident Evil series is iconic among gamers, and we anticipate incredible support for this gameplay that pushes players to survive a night of terror. Players can win special Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield skins, as well as Ada Wong and Marvin Brano? Brano? It's Marvin, the black guy in the in the lobby. Uh, costumes in-game, all based on their appearances in the remake of the classic horror game Resident Evil 2. Those interested in jumping into PUBG Mobile to defeat these shambling hordes of the undead must be at level 10 before jumping into the Survive Till Dawn event, and it's only available for a limited time. PUBG Mobile is, of course, available for free right now on iOS and Android, so hey, you can jump in and give it a shot. Uh, so... Interesting to see uh, that this is in fact something that is going to be a thing going forward. Uh, but I love crossover events. Truly one of the best parts of gaming culture is seeing two games and two fandoms really come together uh, for one specific experience. Uh, but to see Mr. X in the world of PUBG mixed in with some zombies is strange. It's not something that I'm used to, but still something that I do love to see. Uh, so will this be a big hit? More than likely. Uh, will it come to PC at some point? That's the big question. I would love to see this on every version of PUBG, uh, just because it looks like a really genuinely fun time and something that I think a lot of people could definitely get behind. Uh, but of course, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. However, a boy can dream. A boy can dream. Now, Decky in the chat has a pretty good mention of the Monster Hunter World crossovers that we have been seeing between stuff like The Witcher, uh, where that is also a fantastic idea. Again, I love this style of gameplay and this style of crossover. Uh, but... If you have never played PUBG Mobile, you can dive in right now on iOS and Android as well and get in on the action with tons of zombie slaying action going on right now in your local mobile platform. Uh, but now I've got some really good deals for you guys. 
if you want to buy 12 months of PlayStation Plus, you can get Rainbow Six Siege for free. Uh, now, with that being said, again, do you need 12 months of PlayStation Plus? And on top of that, a lot of people already have Rainbow Six Siege, but if you don't, now is the time to do so. Sony currently has a nice little promotion when you buy a 12-month PlayStation Plus subscription. The North American PlayStation Store is offering 12 months of PlayStation Plus for 60 bucks, along with a free copy of Rainbow Six Siege. This is the standard edition of Siege, and the promotion runs until March the 3rd. The only issue is it's just available to new members and those whose subscription lapsed. You will not be able to stack it on top of your active subscription, so if you did already have a subscription to PlayStation Plus, you can't just go ahead and buy 12 months that will begin in a year and a half. You have to not have an active one right now. Beyond that, this is in fact a decent deal, but again, not amazing. The Deluxe Edition is currently on sale for 16 bucks, and of course you can typically find uh, the PlayStation Plus subscription for 12 months for around 50 bucks. So when you factor everything in, is this a Black Friday-esque deal? No. But if you are in the market to renew your PlayStation Plus and you do want to do so and you don't have a currently active subscription, you get a free game with this one. And it's a game that's actually really solid and has just entered into, I believe, season five or six, might be year five, uh, four. It's getting it's getting on up there. It's getting long in the tooth, but it's still a really, truly good game. And of course, the competitive version of the game is fun as well. All the uh, the esports centric content, man, it is good and fun to watch Rainbow Six Siege played competitively. Uh, but with that being said, if you did want to dive in, the promotion runs until March the third, and you can pick up 12 months PlayStation Plus along with a freebie if you are in the market for one. But if that isn't your cup of tea, you could always be playing Apex Legends like I myself am right now. And if you do and you have Twitch Prime, then you can get some free skins and some free loot for your gameplay session. Twitch has announced that one of the benefits of Twitch Prime will now include Apex Legends loot, similar to how the service provides items for games like Overwatch, PUBG, and Fortnite. Players who have a Twitch Prime membership or an Amazon Prime membership connected to Twitch, number one, can get a free sub to a channel of their choosing every single month, including my own, but on top of that, can get a legendary skin and five gear packs. <clears throat> Sorry, I was choking up because it's such a good deal. Uh, but this is pretty much what you get. Again, you get five little gear packs and a legendary skin for Pathfinder, which looks pretty good. And of course, Pathfinder, the best of the characters within Apex Legends. Now, Pathfinder players will find the legendary skin to be the most attractive option. The five packs might also be good for players looking for more just general cosmetic variety, but haven't been keen on paying for the end game without knowing what they might be getting. And of course, the game is out now on Xbox One, PS4, and the PC, and it is free to play, just to reiterate. Uh, now, I will say that if you do want to redeem this Twitch Prime loot, uh, then you do need to understand that if you do have multiple accounts, uh, or one account connected to multiple devices and multiple platforms, the first connected account on that account or the first connected platform on that account i'm great at this uh will be the one that the item gets activated on so like i'm playing on pc and i've activated it on my origin account so when i log on later on tonight it will be activated within that account exclusively just to make that clear so again all the details can be found literally on twitch.tv then you log into your account and boom up in the corner some twitch prime loot there waiting on for you uh but it's a fantastic game, really good stuff, and again, shocked to see uh, that we have a skin and five of the packs so early on in the lifetime of the game. Has this been worked on before the game was actually launched? 
Absolutely. But hey, I'm not complaining. It's still a pretty good time. Uh, and again, three out of five for my presentation. I'll take it. It's been a long day. Uh, but before we round out today's show, which again was late, which is rushed, which I'm not even wearing a tie. This is very off the cuff kind of style podcast. Uh, we do have the biggest news of the day. A happy little Bob Ross action figure from NECA. NECA? Sure, why not? Has been announced. What you need to know, you can have a Bob Ross action figure. Absolutely. Toy Fair 2019 was filled with great announcements, but perhaps none are as charming as the 8-inch clothed Bob Ross action figure. Is there a non-clothed version? That's what is implied here. I need more information. But let's dive into this one. The joy of painting host, whose TV show brought the masses the simple pleasure of creating your own worlds on canvas, comes with real cloth pants and shirts similar to figures from the 1970s. His signature fro, however, is molded but authentically enormous, as we can see by these specific images. In addition to real pants, shirt, and belt with chunky buckle, the Bob Ross figure includes an easel upon which Bob Ross creates magical landscapes using the wet-on-wet -wet painting technique, brushes, and paint knife to tease out entire new worlds from the canvas, and a palette loaded with colors from Al Alizarin Crimson to Thalo Blue. Alizarin Crimson? We need a little, uh, little bit of, what was it, um, Thalo White? Or, no, it's Thalo Blue, and then there's like some kind of other magenta or some beautiful colors just close your eyes and imagine uh, but the figure will not be a retailer exclusive like its recent tmnt line for gamestop or the transformers ghostbuster mashup uh, but no word yet on price or an exact release date other than that it should be hitting stores fairly soon and again wow just look at that oh man that's just a happy little tree but if you did want to pick this up this is great for sitting on the side of your desk uh, this is great for uh, uh, I, uh, you just need it in your life. You really do just need it. I need one. Might get one from birthday. Uh, but with that being said, that wraps up today's show. If you did enjoy this one, be sure to drop me a like down below. And of course, if you happen to be brand new to the show, this is a daily gaming news podcast. So subscribe on YouTube to stay up to date. If you are hanging out live in the chat, I hope you guys had a fantastic time. And of course, I'll be back tomorrow for a brand new on time, more official, more condensed episode of Caffeinate that you can expect on a daily basis. This one's a weird one, but still a good one. We got it done. Anyways, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a fantastic one and peace.